0: dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical world view my name is bruce johnson i am joined today as always by my brother jacob johnson hello everybody he is in pennsylvania i'm in the wonderful state of south dakota we're very excited for you to be joining us today and for us to be joining you of course we are on a brand new platform today recording the show And uh, we're messing with some new technologies, trying to work some different things out. So if there's some technical glitches today and throughout this week, we apologize in advance for those. But we think it's going to be a fairly smooth transition, and it's really going to improve things. And not make them worse. That is the hope, at least. So we'll see how this goes. Um, Don't forget, trdshow.net is our show website. Definitely you'll want to check out that website. We've got all sorts of cool stuff on there. Links to all of the platforms that we're on, including ones that don't hate us and censor our content. YouTube is not one of those. They despise freedom and are communists. So don't follow them there don't follow us there um follow us on places that like the first amendment and free speech such as rumble gab tv odyssey um we really haven't been uploading as many videos to odyssey as of late just because people haven't been following us there so Hmm. if you're following us on odyssey and you're like hey where are the videos at just you know, shoot us a message and we'll definitely look into putting up more of our episodes there, but it's an extra step in the process. And right now we're doing so many other things that there's only 12 people on Odyssey. So it's kind of like, if, it's not really worth the time. If the
1: people on Odyssey, if we've stopped putting our stuff on Odyssey and the people on Odyssey are wondering where we are, they won't see this episode for you telling them.
0: That's true. To let us know. That's true. But they they'll know. probably, if they really wanted stuff on Odyssey, they'll find us somewhere else and do it that way. Yeah. <laughs> That's true that's true the The twelve people on Odyssey will hopefully <laughs> do that um so uh, the embarrassing thing is I know one of them is me <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyways trdshow at com is the email address you can send your emails to. We'd love to hear from you, trdshow at com. Please send us some emails. We'd love to hear from you. What are your thoughts on some of the things we've been talking about on the show? Do you have questions, comments, concerns, hopes, dreams, aspirations? Send them all our way. We want to hear from you. Also, sign up for our newsletter, trdshow.net slash newsletter is the place you can go to do that. All right, so. This week is going to be quite the week. Obviously, we're starting out talking about current events today from a biblical perspective. What does the Bible say about current events? We pick several articles and our research team behind the scenes, helps us out picking and selecting articles that are most relevant to the cultural issues of today. I'm going to be talking about 34 political prisoners in the D.C. Gulag, and that relates to January 6th prisoners wrongfully imprisoned like animals in cages jake what are you talking about basically the same you know
1: concept in general okay the justice system not acting out true
0: justice justice system not being a justice system yes exactly (laughs) (laughs) all right So we're gonna be doing that. Um, And then you'll definitely not want to miss our Monday, or today's Monday, goodness, our Wednesday episode, we're gonna be talking about uh, chapter two. And actually, I have a little bit from chapter one, we didn't that I didn't get a chance to talk about. So I'm gonna be talking a little bit about chapter one in Andrew Torba's book, Christian Nationalism. You don't want to miss that episode. So much there to break down. Um, it's kind of incredible, all the stuff he packs into these really small chapters. And then Friday, we've got a very special guest on the show. We're kind of starting a new series talking about culture, Christian culture, building a parallel society, parallel economy, which is Andrew Torba's whole thing, right, with Gab. Uh, we're having a pro wrestler on the show. Well, actually to talk about pro wrestling. He is a pro wrestler promoter and he's going to be joining us on Friday. So you definitely don't want to miss that episode talking about how can we take pro wrestling for Christ? It's really an intriguing topic. Maybe Um, So I can't wait to chat with uh, him
1: about that. In talking about this whole subject, we should see if Andrew Torba could
0: come on sometime. That will be very cool. I'm sure we'll probably be able to have him on the show. Hopefully and at some point in the future. So, the so audience, confident, the audience, would I started. Like. Yeah, right. Oh, I'm sure they would. I'm sure they would. I started to lose my confidence there as I was getting through that statement. Oh, yeah, we'll definitely probably hopefully maybe someday it would be so cool if we could have him on. the show. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it would be great. Uh, but before we get into all of that, we have to talk about our verse of the week and our verse this week is Luke chapter six, verses 22 through 23. And it says, blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you and revile you and spurn your name as evil on account of the son of man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy for behold, your reward is great in heaven. For so their fathers did to the prophets. And again, that's Luke chapter six, verses 22 through 23. So. There's a lot here. We're going to actually, we're going to address this a lot more on our Friday episode, which is atypical for us, but we talk about this a lot on Friday. Jake has a lot on Wednesday. So I'll keep it sort of brief today, but I do want to address a few things in this verse that I think are really important. First of all, we picked this verse for a reason. Um, A, it's encouragement for our audience. I mean, in today's day and age, Christians are being attacked so prevalently stronger and stronger every day. Because Christians are starting to stand up and take less more and more every day, which is great. So what naturally follows is the devil doesn't like that. He likes to think that this earth belongs to him. When in fact, we know that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Christ. And when Christians start acting that way and doing what Christ has called us to do, which is to make disciples of all nations, Satan doesn't like that. So of course, we're going to face persecution and Christ warned us of that. This is a great passage, though, in those times. uh, This is a great passage of encouragement. What we're seeing is that when people hate us, when they revile us, when they exclude us from their groups, their cliques, when they spurn our name as evil, when all of that happens because we are following Christ and we are acting in his name, working to make disciples of all nations, Christ says you are blessed. You should leap for joy because your reward is great in heaven and you're doing what Christ has called you to do because this is not new. This is something that the prophets long, long ago um, also faced and says for so their father, their fathers did to the prophets. This is not new and that should comfort us. This has been happening for countless millennia. Um, Christians are persecuted when they stand strong, When they get to work, which is what our call to action was last week on our Wednesday episode, get to work Mm. and work for the kingdom of God, work for that Christian nationalism. Um, And even that name Christian nationalism is meant to be a derogatory term for that work that we're doing. But we need to not take it that way. We need to say, you know what, I don't care what they call us. They can revile us. They can call us names. They can spurn our name as evil we worship a God who is far greater than that. And he says, rejoice and leap for joy, because our reward is great in heaven. We're doing what he's called us to do. So that's comforting for everyone, but especially, you know, us as a show, we get a lot of trolls on the show, we get a lot of people who don't like what we're doing, uh, naturally. And so of course, we have to fight that. And we have to, you know, either ignore them, or if they're, you know, ones that we just can't ignore, we'll respond to it. And it can get disheartening when people leave us so many nasty comments on our videos and on our content, and we don't get the good emails, we don't get as many good emails from our audience. So, you know, and some encouragement from the audience would be nice every once in a while, you know, I'm just saying, send us an email with your thoughts, trdshow at protonmail.com. You don't have to if you don't want to. Um, but anyways, this, this is especially encouraging uh, to read that, hey, you know what you're a Christian, you're bearing the name of Christ. You are called to make every nation a disciple of him. You're gonna face stuff like this. getting called uh you know names on uh comment sections on YouTube or wherever is nothing. <laughs> I mean, previous generations were persecuted far worse, so it's encouragement um and it's encouraging also- for what.
1: It's also a sign that we need to start doing something before it gets to that point where it gets to actual persecution of, you know, Christians being killed in the streets or gladiatorial games as it was once once in Rome. Yeah.
0: Get to work is the call. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yes, take this verse as an encouragement and don't let it just calm you down and let. okay good christ is you know he's saying we should leave for joy we rejoice we're being called names all right let's just relax let's just go back to sleep no this should say this should make you say okay let's go get further insulted in the name of on account of the son of man let's go out there uh and and face even more persecution let's be ready for that because christ has said we're gonna face that so all right we're ready Let's go. Let's keep going yeah. to work. Let's get to work.
1: The, the beginning of this verse is saying that you're, you're being attacked for following God's law and on account yeah. of the Son of Man. And so really, you have to be doing the work of God in order for them to persecute you. So yep. just to say for someone who isn't doing any work to say, oh, I can rejoice, you know, no. No, you actually have to be doing work. And the people <laughs> in this day and age that are doing work are typically the people who understand the importance of doing that work. Yep. Um, and so they'll continue doing that work, even if people persecute them.
0: Yeah, but Yeah, exactly. Yeah, really good point. All right. So with that, let's go ahead and get into our current events for today. And I'm going to pass it on over to Jake to do just that
1: yeah and really, very interestingly, our justice system is not bringing any justice no um, way at least <laughs> yeah um, and this is not even biblical justice it's not it's just not bringing the justice, even it in its own standard is supposed to be doing wow um but the the article is titled Man avoids jail time after being accused of causing the death of his unborn baby by viciously beating pregnant girlfriend wow and and really to show show how bad this is is that uh here was it where was it yeah here as a and this is a quote directly from the article it says as a part of the plea deal, so he took a plea deal right now. I'm not quoting the article right now, (laughs) but, um, he took a plea deal and, and so meaning he doesn't, he claims that he's guilty. And so they let him off easy, basically. And so, and here's the quote directly from the article. And it says, as a part of the plea deal, EBS, which is the, the, um, the person being charged with this. Yeah. Ebs is required to wear a GPS monitor for six months, and assuming he does not violate the terms of his probation, his offense will be dismissed. It's not even wow. a year, it's six months. Wow, that's it.
0: Um, and but so, so the extent of their justice is that they're tracking him, that, yeah, that's it. So they're going to track well, him for six he's not months. Allowed, he's not allowed to have guns,
1: and he's not allowed to be in a place that has guns. But I was going to talk about that a little bit later. And, um, but, you know, kind of the surrounding uh, consequences of this case. Uh, this is in Texas, by the way. A man in Texas attacks his girlfriend, who was pregnant, and the baby was killed. Obviously, those are that's that's what's happening. But... Now, according to biblical law, this person would receive the death penalty. At least that's the maximum punishment. Um, and in 38 states, including Texas, uh, it has a law that says if you kill an unborn child, you will receive the death penalty. Um, so at least 38 states are following a biblical law.
0: Wow. That, what, if, what, if you hire a, what if you hire an assassin to do it for you? And then they call themselves a doctor.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Which, now, thankfully, that post-Roe, that's being changed as well. Mm. Um, But, however, instead of getting his due punishment, he was let off on a plea deal. Now, I'm not going to discuss whether plea deals are biblical or not. um, But he doesn't he doesn't even face time in prison which i would say isn't a biblical um standard to be put in prison but even with their current standard yeah he's not even put in prison um now there is an understanding that biblical laws that the punishments are the maximum penalty right but this man has well okay so the the um capital punishment or the death penalty is a maximum punishment for murder um and the judge gets to decide what type of punishment up to that maximum and so they can give the person mercy and say hey we'll we'll give you such and such you have to do this but we're not we're not going to give you the death penalty we'll let you off this time but hey you know this is this should really Make you change, and you should mm. hope for redemption in that in that case yeah but but what the judge is allowed to give uh, hand out death penalty but, but even even so, if you're looking at this case specifically, this man has had multiple charges of violent acts against his family um there was a direct quote, multiple charges of Family violence, I think it was. Mm. Yeah, family violence, assault charge. And so, <clears throat> he's had multiple of these. And so, at this point, it's like, this person obviously isn't facing true justice. And this person isn't getting his just punishment. Um, but going on to another article, um, which I won't spell out the exact article headline... It will be in the description, so go look at it. It should be right under the article that is before this. But uh, this other article states that his probation stipulates that he is not allowed to own guns, like we were talking about before. um, And that he can't live in a house that has any guns. (laughs) However, one of the lawyers, and this is the lawyers on the side of the uh, girlfriend's case, uh, said that his guns were not taken away. Hmm. So it wasn't even carried out. So they say that he isn't allowed to own guns, but his guns weren't taken away.
0: They've broken their standard in
1: so many ways. Wow. Exactly. And and so even so, I don't want to argue for exactly, because I don't know all of the facets of biblical law in this case, whether or not this person's, defense should be taken away. Yeah. Um, or if their guns should be taken away. But he does have a, a past of violence. So there is that that case. But even so, going by their standard, they're not even following their standard. Yeah. Um, yep. But, you know, talking about the overall problem, this is the overall problem. I, th- I, I think that what needs to be focused on uh, needs to be focused in is the dismantling of our justice system. This is the mm. dismantling of our justice so- system. Yeah. Um, what we see now. Yeah. There is no justice in our justice system. And people who are guilty sh- that should receive punishment <clears throat> don't. And those who are innocent and should be let free aren't. And yeah. what I'm saying is not the people who are guilty that they shouldn't receive mercy. I definitely believe in in people who yeah. are guilty of a crime should receive mercy. But when a person does this over and over and over and over again, there is a problem that needs to be corrected. Yes. Um, and really, that mercy is is saying it's it's a slap on the wrist, saying hey. Uh, shape up, you know, fix, (laughs) fix what you're doing because you're, you're in sin. Yep.
0: So, yeah. Well, and what we need, one of the, one of the first steps to remedying and rectifying this situation is more pastors studying the judicial law, more pastors understanding that we worship a God of justice. And that he takes justice very seriously, which means we should too. And understanding that he's laid out for us all the principles we need in the judicial law to A, structure society, and B, structure civil government, and C, produce wisdom and wise rulings, actual just rulings. So, um... I'll kind of take it from there. What I want to talk about is actually right along the same veins as what Jacob was just describing. My headline is 34 U.S. political prisoners in DC Gulag demand transfer to Guantanamo Bay to escape intolerable conditions in heartbreaking letter. Hmm. So, yes, they threw in an emotional appeal there, and they didn't need to do that, but they did because you wouldn't get the full effect otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I disagree with the whole emotional side of it, but whatever. Um some of the facts you know this letter was apparently written last december so this isn't even a recent letter this was written december 2021 but it's resurfaced it was written in 20 december 2021 at the behest of one of the attorneys taking on these people's cases there's a multiple there's a multitude of attorneys taking on these people's cases kind of as a whole one after the other and so one of the attorneys said hey you should write this letter the conditions have been horrendous in these cages Uh, Since the beginning. I mean, these people have faced beatings from guards, they have, there's massive amounts of black mold problems, there's urine and brown spots on people's freshly washed clothes. It's disgusting. And yet, these are people who are falsely being, or not, the justice system is not following its own standard, like Jacob was just describing. And they're being locked in shackles, put in these cages like animals in these jail cells for doing nothing um and they haven't even most of them haven't even been uh uh, uh given a crime like they haven't even been accused yeah. of a crime and have had due process it's ridiculous sorry jake what what were you going to say
1: and i don't i don't know if you um were stating, but this was kind of going off of the whole January 6th event that these people were imprisoned because of that and we've talked about that multiple times of what's going on but this this is what I was saying before that innocent people are not are, are being imprisoned wrongfully yep. yep that they're not receiving a quick and speedy trial they're yeah. not Um, given justice, and they're not even placed with a
0: crime. They're not even charged with a crime. Exactly. Exactly. Well, yeah, and the the craziest part is that all of these people uh, have all of these complaints, and none of these complaints are making it outside the Gulag. Like, no one else is hearing about these things. So they're not even able to... Uh, address them they're not even able to complain to a higher authority and say hey we want better conditions they're not allowed to do any of that and so this letter is meant to be a way of resurfacing these complaints it's meant to be a way of they're submitting it as evidence which is like a a little backdoor way into saying hey you need to look closer at these conditions they've been Mm -hmm. trying to do this for for months um almost two years now So the article goes on to describe the horrible conditions that are outlined in this letter, and really you should read through it, because ignorance, yes, is bliss, but right now we have way too much ignorance. So really you should go through and read what these conditions are and understand these people who are truly political prisoners being held here uh, unjustly without a speedy trial in a country we claim is free. And yet, this is happening from our civil government. It's horrifying. You need to read this. Um, these people have been held in these despicable conditions like like animals for almost two years now. It'll be two years in January for a lot of them. Um, I don't need to tell you that this isn't justice. This whole episode we've been talking about how our justice system is not just. it doesn't understand what true justice is. It does not have just rulings because. It's not worshipping the only, the one and only just God in the universe, the God who created everything that is and sustains it. They aren't worshipping that God. They're worshipping themselves or worse. And this is the result. We have no justice. This is a nation under judgment. Anyone who has even a basic understanding of biblical justice knows that treating people like animals and locking them into cages for two years is an abomination. Putting people in, in cages, prison, the prison system, is horrific, not at all biblical, to put people in prison. That is not a biblical system of justice. Um, locking people away not only harms the ones that we're putting in the cages. Not only are they being dehumanized and treated like animals that are not given, that don't have the Imago Dei, that aren't created in the image of God, not only does it harm them, but it also punishes the victims. And Jacob was just describing that previous case where it's clearly obvious that there are victims that need restitution. There's something that has to be done to uh, help those victims on the part of the state in the January 6th case. Uh, oh no, some windows got smashed. Whoop-de-doo. Uh, I guess we gotta fix those. And the people that broke them should be made to fix them. That was not good of them at all to smash windows like that. So yes, they should fix those. But that's their punishment. Fix the windows. Pay restitution. Now get on your way. Don't do it again. You know? (laughs) It's a slap on the wrist, right? But, but the victims not only have to figure out how to deal with the effects of what was done to them. And in the previous case, that's so obvious that she now has to pick up the pieces of her life and figure out how to move forward. Her baby was murdered. She has to figure out what to do now. Not only do they have to figure out how to deal with the effects of what was done to them, loss of property, medical bills for injuries, a murdered child. They also have to pay for the room and board of the criminal. I mean, how insane is that? These people are paying for these cages, paying for food, paying for beds, paying for all of these criminals to what sit there and watch TV and make license plates and go out in the yard and build muscles so that they can later leave the system and do even worse crimes because they picked it up from worse criminals on the inside. Oh, it sounds like a great system. This is true justice right here, everybody.
1: There there Um, is no turning away from sin aspect. Yes, exactly. There's no redemption. Yeah. (laughs) There's no essence of, well, by putting them in cages, you're not making them understand the errors of their ways. So what incentive do they have to change? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. If you give them free food, if you give them their own room, you know, they get to exactly. be in there. And in really there was, there was even, um, cause our aunt, uh, works in the prison system. She's saying, and she was saying that a lot of these people are just getting free stuff. They're getting free computers. They're getting all these things. So really, why not be in prison? You get all the all this great stuff. Yeah. And so it's yep. like, go commit a crime. They'll,
0: uh, you'll be able to live <laughs> in your own free, free uh, room. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so uh, the obvious fact of this is that no one receives true justice. No one in this scenario is receiving actual justice the criminals or the victims so the civil government is not only overstepping its bounds in all areas of society taking over things it shouldn't be doing it's also failing miserably at the one thing it should be doing (laughs) like it's extremely convoluted okay i have a few more things to get through and i only have two minutes to do it so here we go let's see if i can speed read a bit (laughs) so in in a truly biblical nation justice is valued because the christians and often the unbelievers in a truly biblical nation understand that we worship a god of justice like i was saying at the beginning justice is not a nice to have in a nation run by god's perfect law justice is not just something we like oh yeah that would be cool someday if we had justice man would that be nice it's a requirement In a nation that's a truly biblical nation, we talk about Christian nationalism. On Wednesday, we're going to be talking a lot more about that. In that nation, justice is vitally important. Romans 13 tells us that the civil government is a minister of God. It's meant to be a physical and very visible demonstration of God's perfect justice. This is really important stuff here. It's important that we get this right and the judges understand who it is, whose image they're making this judgment in. This is vitally important. Uh, Real justice doesn't lock people in cages like animals. Real justice leverages restitution, which is a repairing of the now broken and unharmonious part of that society. That's my definition. That's how I define restitution. A lot of people have other definitions of it. Gary DeMar has some great ones. Go to AmericanVision.org and, and look that up. And I did. And I pulled out some excerpts. So here we go. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> but you should do it as well, because there's great um, biblical blueprints. Philip Kayser has a wonderful website, biblical blueprints.com, uh, where he talks about biblical restitution and all of that. So there's lots more resources. Go check them out It's really important that you do your own research on this and ask your pastor. If he's not talking about biblical restitution and he's not studying it, ask him why not and see if he will. And if he won't, See if you can find another church. (laughs) Pastors need to know this because the congregation needs to know this because eventually the people in those congregations will be judges and politicians and rulers. And this is the kind of – they need to be rulers that understand true justice. Okay, Okay. so Gary DeMar – addresses this issue in his blog on American vision, American He said restitution. This is a quote from him. Restitution includes compensating a person for stolen or damaged property or physical harm done to someone. Restitution laws cover a variety of circumstances. Assault. Exodus 21, 18 through 19 bodily injury. 21, uh, which is uh, chapter 21, 26 through 27 liability. And I'll just list the verses. This is all in chapter 21, a liability, which is 33 through 36 theft, Uh, It's all up on the screen, so check that out. Theft, property damage, irresponsibility, and the loss or damage of borrowed items. Voluntary restitution required the return of the item plus one-fifth more, Leviticus 6, 1 through 7. In most cases, double restitution is required, Exodus 22, chapter 4, and also, uh, let's see, oh, Exodus 22, verse 4, and then also chapters 7 through 9. Some crimes required payment of four or five times the loss or injury, end quote. So again, there's a lot of passages there, so much to study. That was all up on screen. So if you were listening to us just now, hey, I would go to Rumble and watch this episode, at least, you know, scrub to this point and check out the verses I just put up on screen. Um, Check those out. Gary DeMar did some wonderful research, and there's so, so much more on americanvision.org. Definitely dig into this a little bit. It's important that we understand what biblical justice is. Christians need to know what the Bible says about justice and what true justice is, because one day the wicked societal structures, everything that we see is crumbling. We've seen this over and over and over and over again in history. When a civil government and a culture goes the way ours is going right now, it does not last long. It will crumble. It will burn. And Christians need to be ready to rebuild out of whatever's left out of the ashes. We need to rebuild a Christian society. um christians will need to step in put society back together as god would have it be constructed and we can't do that if we're uneducated in biblical justice if we don't know how it's supposed to be constructed exactly exactly that's my rant for the day (laughs) (laughs) um yeah cool anything you wanted to add jake before we wrapped up nope nope all right Well, Jake, thanks for all your research today on all of those different things. And definitely check out all the links we have in our description. Um, Do your own research. We always encourage everyone, do your own research. Don't just take our word for it. Go study the word of God for yourself. Look at these articles. Notice what's happening. Notice the signs of the times. We are a nation under judgment, and we need to stand up as Christians and fight back. Thank you all so, so much for watching or listening to us today. Don't forget, trdshow.net is the show website. Definitely check it out. Send us an email, trdshow at protonmail.com. We are very much looking forward to having you join us on Wednesday when we talk about uh, uh, Christian nationalism. There it is. I almost forgot the title of the book of this month, Christian nationalism by Andrew Torba, talking about the end to middle of chapter one and also large portion of chapter two. And until then, remember, everyone, in all that you do, Do it as unto the Lord.